Are cash flow crunches and money management issues bogging you down in your business? Well, money can be an easy game to play, but you need some skills and some tools and some ideas of how to make it a game and how to make it work for you. So today in the Waste Up Wardrobe Studio, I'm going to be interviewing an expert on how to make money a game. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an out standing Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. It's wonderful to have you here for another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. We've got some really interesting questions to have answered today around money mindset and cash flow in business, and really um, what are some of the skills we need to really never have to worry about money or think that we are bad at managing money. But before I get started, I want to say thank you to Rick Moscoso, my producer, who is always in the green room and making this production outstanding and making it go round. Thank you for being here, Rick, and thank you for taking care of the show. Thank you to the audience for tuning in. And, you know, we're here live on Facebook streaming every Thursday at 1130 Pacific time with a new fresh show around Waste Up Wardrobe, but also around entrepreneurship. So, you know, we're on iTunes. Go and um, rate us and review us there. Listen to us there. If you're taking a walk on the beach and uh, you can't, you don't have time to watch us, you can at least listen to us or listen to us in the car. Uh, We're also on YouTube, so you can catch us there. And uh, remember, I'm on Instagram at Waste Up Wardrobe, and I'm also on Instagram at Jade House of Style, which is our my overarching business. And um, I can't wait to connect you with you on those social media platforms. So um, thank you again for being here. And I'm just going to go ahead and get started because I want to introduce our uh, expert today. Stacy Bennett is our expert today, and Stacy is an accountant turned business coach who loves teaching business owners how to run healthy, profitable companies. Um, she is a certified profit first professional and the creator of a two day profit accelerator program. She believes that businesses or business should be a force for good and in this world, and the, that the, she passionately helps leaders leverage their numbers to make a difference. And so please help me welcome Stacy Bennett to the show. Hi, Stacy. It's Hi. nice to see you. Yay. And um, can't, I really, I'm really looking forward to the show because uh, when, um, when I connected with you, I was like, oh, this topic is like such a great topic and it's necessary for so many people. I can't wait to dive deep and kind of pick your brain and, and see what you have to say. But before we do that, um, I always like the, the, the people around 
uh, that are listening to the show to kind of get a little bit of a personal flavor of our guests because, you know, you're not just your business. You are also a person, a human, and we want to know more about you. And Lori Gear is here saying, hi, Stacey. Yay. That must be somebody <laughs> I, you know. Yay. Thank you for being here, Lori. <laughs> um, and um, so I'm going to ask you some quick this or that questions and then just tell me what comes to mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Plants or pets? Oh, plants or pets. <gasps> if I, if I, if I had to live with only one, it would be pets for sure. Yeah. And that would be a hard, a hard loss. I, I just recently started falling in love with keeping plants. I've, I've had pets now for a number of years, but I'm newly a plant mom and I'm getting really good at it. So it would be very sad if I had to give them up, but definitely I love my fur babies more than anything in the world. So I couldn't well, live without them. sounds like you love both. And that's probably what, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> I created a conflict for you. You, you know, did, you did. Fun. Okay. How about um, traveling or being at home? That's another hard question. I would say traveling. Like I would I have to say traveling. I love traveling and I'll add the caveat that my favorite part of traveling is usually coming home. Like laying on my couch with my husband, watching a TV show after we've been gone for a week or two weeks traveling or visiting family or doing something cool or camping. It's like my favorite part of the trip is actually that first getting home. So wow. that's, aw yeah. that's awesome. And I would, I would second that. I always love coming back home. That's uh, like yeah. the best part of it. Of course you get to experience it, but then you come back to um, your, your sanctuary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Good word for it. Sanctuary. Yeah. So, you know, I think I've heard you um, say something like people used to say that um, that they're bad, that they could say that they're bad with money, but I also think that at some point you thought you were bad with plants. So which one was more compelling? Like which one do you feel like is a statement that is more true? I don't. I know that's really. Yeah. No, I just want to smell the parallel there. There is a parallel there, hugely, and like, thank you for pointing it out because I would say even now, uh, I would call myself like, I, I would call myself good with money, but I would still say I'm like, I'm learning plants. Um, and, and I, for the longest time, I really did think that planting was something like you, you just, you've got to have a natural ability to like communicate with them. Like you just have to have a natural understanding of how plants work. And like, I don't got it. Um, and like, even now I would probably attribute most of my success with my plants, uh, to like a night I get in my house. So, like, like it's all, it's like, I can't fail here, but I, I think I could very yeah. out to plant and garden and do all of that just the same as I have with money. Yeah. I mean, there really is a parallel there, you know, because I can relate to the idea of not having thinking I don't have a green thumb. I still don't think I have a green thumb. I still, but I try, but I still haven't really 
succeeded on that one. And I, I always say I'm good at a lot of things, but keeping plants alive is not one of them. <laughs> and, um, but so I just thought it was very fascinating that at one point you thought you did not have a green thumb and now you're learning that you can have a green thumb, just like at one point in your life, you thought, you know, maybe money, I'm not skilled with money. And now I'm very skilled with money and I teach people how to be, which puts yeah. us right into our topic. You know, you say money is easy. And I had this philosophy before I met you that money is like a game, right? You just have to know how to play it. So can you explain your statement, money is easy? Yeah. You know, I'll even rephrase a little bit and I'll say that money can be easy. And a mm. lot of times when money is hard, it's because we've made it hard. We've yeah. made it complicated, whether our uh, systems don't really support us in having an easy time with money, or we haven't put in the time to learn the essential skills that make money less complicated. Um, I, I think that if you bring the intention to learning how you work and how money works, that you can find ways and create structures so that you and money work well together. And that is really when money gets easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like anything else. I think a lot of people are intimidated by, um, by managing their money. And a lot of times what I have witnessed just from talking to business owners and being a business owner myself and is that I think like CEOs and business owners, they spend a lot of a time, you know, trying to figure out how to make the money, right? Trying to get the client, really growing the business, and they get busy making the money, and then they forget that they have to manage the money, <laughs> which is the other half of this. Um, and I just want to a shout out to Carol Bennett. She's here uh, watching this. I'd like to say hello. Um, but so the point is, you know, I think sometimes we just life gets in the way, right? We get so wrapped up in our genius that we forget that that's such a big part of running a business. How do you, what do you, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that you're, you're pointing to it really well. We get very busy doing other things. And like the sad truth about it is that money for a lot of us, it's just, it's not sexy, you know? And so if you've got a to-do list full of a hundred things, like most business owners do, you're, you're not going to prioritize what may be honestly the most important thing that there is to do or one of, right? Yeah. Be because it's, it's either overwhelming, you know, it's something that maybe a lot of us don't feel like we have the skill or the savvy to do well. And so, you know, we tend to, as people procrastinate on the things that we don't have the most confidence around. Yeah. You know, and and even if it is something, you know, and I, I find this even being a, a very like money, like savvy person and, and having so much enjoy, enjoyment around it, I still have those moments where, you know, I've got so much on my plate, like I don't want to go in and, and do my bookkeeping, you know, and, and reconcile all of my invoices and, and kind of, and so it really, it takes being very clear with yourself about what it requires to stay on top of your finances and, and kind of having it be an ongoing homework assignment that you don't let yourself off the hook with, right? Like you, you can't always find your way back to money if you want to use it strategically. Now we can always find our way back to our bookkeeping and get it done before the end of the year to do our taxes, but that isn't going to give us the level of insight and understanding and relationship with our money that we can really only cultivate if we're working with it on an ongoing basis. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I actually, you know, a lot of people are self-taught about their money management skills, right? They, um, this is why I have this dream one day that I'm going to build a school called the School of Life, where everything that we weren't taught in school, we can, I can teach it to younger kids when they're young, um, like a summer camp or something, including money sense and some other things, you know, but like that, we, we don't get taught it. We just have to discover it along the way or build in um, things that help us if we cared enough or if we, we felt like we could manage ourselves. And um, I, my question around that is, you know, I have certain things that I do that, that um, every day so that I can check in with my finances. And that is every morning, part of my routine is to check all my bank accounts. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but that helps me a lot. It gets me centered. I kind of know what I'm dealing with and I know what's coming in. So tell me if there, is there anything you recommend, um, any advice you could give on somebody to like get started with really trying to have a sense of their money and be connected to it? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. And it's great that you spend time every day checking your accounts, because that is one thing that I would say is kind of like top of the list is where is your level of awareness around what your actual financial situation is? If if the answer to that question is, well, I don't really know, right, then your first step is to build in a system where you're regularly checking in with your money. Mm -hmm. um, I would say blocking in the time every week or however frequently you need to do it um, to manage your money is going to be the first step to get started. Block the time and don't allow yourself to skip that time, like no matter what happens, right? Mm -hmm. Have it be a standing date that can't be moved. Um, and then get very clear about what needs to happen in that time, right? Some, some of us have bookkeepers or accountants who manage our, you know, coding our transactions and running our financial statements and paying our sales tax and kind of all of that stuff, right? So if that's you and you have somebody that's kind of doing that day-to-day -day work, then maybe your standing date is to meet with that person once a month and get a high-level overview of what's happening in your finances. If you are somebody who is really running your own financial ship and like all of that is on your plate and you've got to invoice and you've got to pay your bills, you know, and you've got to manage your cash flow and all of that is on you, then have a checklist that mm -hmm. is, you know, once a week for this hour, hour and a half, I'm going to work on boom, boom, boom. And at the end of that checklist, I'm done with my homework for the week, right? And that level of active, consistent participation is what will build to you really having a clear understanding of what your financial picture is. And from there, you can start making strategic decisions. You'll see you know, fluctuations in what your cash balances are. You'll start to notice, without really trying, you'll no start to notice the seasonality of your income, right? If you're that in tune with what's happening on a consistent basis. Yeah. So that just starting with a block of time and the few things that you're going to do on a consistent basis is really the first step. Yeah. It's really making that time with your money non-negotiable. You really need to be checking in with that. So that that's really great advice. And, and it's different for everybody, right? Like for me, I like to spend 10 minutes in the morning checking my accounts. Um, and I do that every day, but some people are like, well, I don't want to be doing that every single day, but it's like building in maybe twice a week or once a week or whatever really fits your lifestyle. And you know that you can accomplish it without let, you know, falling off the wagon, right? Like anything else, consistency, right? Completely. Yeah. Completely. 
Yeah. So, you know, what, what is like the biggest mistake that you see people make when it comes to their finances? I would say the biggest, I'm going to say two. The, the first is kind of like a mindset and the second is a logistical thing. All right. So the mindset mistake that I see a lot of people making is really chasing this idea that if I'm experiencing cash flow issues, it's because I need to make more money. So I see a lot of business owners really operate with this idea. I just need to close this next big contract and that's going to fix it. You know, like I just need to sign on this next client and that's going to fix it. And the reality of it, whether you're a business owner or an individual operating your money, is that most of the time our demand for resources rises with the level of our availability of resources, right? Meaning so if you make more money, you're going to spend more money, more than likely. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that increase in our income doesn't actually solve the issues. So that mindset piece, like nip that in the bud right now and assume if you're experiencing cash flow issues, yes, there is a certain level like under which like it's not financially feasible to operate your business, right? And you need to get your income up. But most of the time, if you've been in business and you're established, the problem is that you're spending too much money. So that is kind of the first piece of it. The second piece that's more of a logistical piece and this this I see everywhere um, because I, I would say that my techniques and the tools that I use while they're getting more common are not really like the normal way that we're trained to operate finances. So the mistake that I think leads a lot of people to failure with their finances when they're already making money is that they're trying to manage all of their money in one bucket, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got one account and all of your money comes into that account and you spend all of your money out of that account. And then when you look at that account and you ask yourself how much money is available for taxes to pay myself, to hire a new virtual assistant, to invest in this new educational program, you're looking at an account balance that holds your obligations in all of those areas already. And whether you're a math person or a numbers person or not, that's a, you know, if you've got $70,000 in a business checking account and you've got to figure out how to divvy that up into all of the different places that money needs to be used, it's not feasible to make those kind of a judgment call calls if all of your money is in one place. So what I say is separate your money into different buckets, into separate accounts built for specific purposes. Put the money that you're setting aside for taxes in a separate account from the money that you're paying yourself, separate from the money that you're saving to build the business over time, your profit account, and separate from your operating expenses. That way, when it comes time to ask yourself, can I afford to invest in this new educational program to develop myself as a business owner? You're looking at one account, your operating expense account that only has 15,000 of the $70,000 that you have in total, right? And that's the only money that you're making decisions about. Um, so, so systematizing it and separating the money will often give people an, a clarity that is absent even if they are checking their bank account every day. Like what of my money is spoken for already and, and what can I really choose to spend on this new thing? Yeah. So the bucket idea is totally on point because um, a couple of years ago, I decided 
you know, to, to do exactly that. I have an account for each one of my kids. I save money for them. I have an account for taxes. I have my main account for business. And then I have another account for myself. I mean, I have everything separated. I think I have like eight accounts at one bank just doing that. And <laughs> honestly, I, the reason I started doing that, I'm not like somebody who was like, like a the financial genius, but basics for the basics, yeah. I felt more organized to me. And it felt like I could see my money better. I could see my money profile better. Um, so I, so on point, that makes so much sense. I'm so glad that, you know, that that is like an expert says to do that. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and personally, it was, it was implementing money buckets into my personal finances that gave me confidence around money. Like before that, that was one of the very first changes I made over 10 years ago when I started getting my money act together was I separated my discretionary spending from my fixed expenses, right? So rent was no longer being eaten up by eating out. Right? Yeah. Like those like little things. And when I came across profit first, which is the system that I use, that I coach my clients on how to implement. I was instantly drawn to the fact that they use money buckets. There's a there. The framework really is geared towards business owners using buckets and dividing up their income based on their goals and these specific purposes. Um, and so it, it, there's a lot of experts that are saying this is the way to do it. And it's because it works with human psychology, right? Yeah. Like if you have, again, $70,000 in a bank account, what are you going to do? Well, I want to spend it. A lot of us, we like, we want to spend it and we will look for, and we will find things to spend it on. But if we see that all we have available for spending is this $15,000 that we've got set over here, then we're going to be more conservative. We're going to be more frugal. We're going to look for maybe other ways to be resourceful rather than investing in this new expense right now. Right. Yeah. So it, it really does. Parkinson's law is, is a, is a site it they kind of came up with it re with regards to time. Um, and they, you know, it says that if you give me a week to do a task, it'll take me a week. If you give me an hour, I'll do it in an hour. Well, it yeah. works with money as well. If you give me a hundred thousand dollars, I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars. If you give me a thousand dollars to do the same job, I'm going to do the same job on a thousand dollars. And so by divvying up your money, you're working in tandem with human psychology and it makes it a lot easier. That's one of the structures that makes money not only, you know, easy, but fun. So yes. I, I love that you're already doing that. Yes, it's money's a game, right? And now, yes. now we learned about money buckets. I'm gonna call it money bags because we get like to have money. Yes. Bags. <laughs> yes. That sounds know. way more fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we coined term already, but that's awesome. That's exactly that makes a lot of sense. Like call even the basic person, like somebody who does not like math, does not want to deal with accounting, can think about that in a very distinct and get themselves organized. I think that's like one of the main takeaways here today. You know, people say things like maybe throughout their lives that they're bad with money. It's kind of like saying that they're bad in math or just not really giving their own self enough credit. Um, what, why is this attitude counterproductive? Yeah, I, that's such a good question and a great place to look, especially if, if, if you're somebody who says that and you find that you struggle with money, like really your attitude and what you're saying about yourself is a, the biggest part of the problem right? Like it's the biggest hurdle for you to get over first. Mm -hmm. I, when, before I, I really started learning about money, 
that is how I thought about myself. I'm just bad with money. I didn't grow up learning how to use money. I didn't have the skills. I'm just bad with money. And what I did is I was cutting myself off at the knees. I wasn't giving myself really the option to learn how to be good at money. I wasn't seeing myself with a growth mindset that I may not have these skills right now and I'm going to learn them and I'm going to get better over time, right? Which is when, when you say I'm just bad with something, it's like you, it's like giving yourself a life sentence. Yeah. Like, this is just how I am and how I'm going to be. Yeah. And the reality may be, and, and it's totally valid if the reality for you is that you haven't learned how to use money wisely. Most of us didn't learn that. As you said earlier, Christine, I think your life school, school of life is awesome and a great idea because most of us didn't learn how to use money well. And so if you don't have those skills, it's not a problem. You can learn them and that's your job. That's your responsibility. Um, but when you say that you're bad with money or you're bad with numbers, you, you kind of, you put the filter, you put the filter on before you even walk into the conversation. You've doomed yourself to lose before you even start the game. And so you, the first place to look really is shifting that. Like maybe it's not that I'm bad with money. I just haven't learned the skills yet. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't mastered the skills. Yeah. I haven't learned how to play the game, you know, yeah. and that opens up some space for you mentally and emotionally to start to learn those skills. Yeah. It's almost like making an excuse. And so if you have an excuse, there's no reason to try and do right. anything. Right. And right. it's kind of like when somebody goes into like a football game or a soccer game and says, ah, the team is so, it's so, they're so good. We're going to lose. It's such a bad right. way to approach right. trying to do your best. Right. right. So that it's all, it's mindset. It's a mindset thing. It is. Yeah. I, and I, and, and I just want to say like full disclosure, I've been that person, you know, I, I mentioned that I was bad with money and what that looked like for me was a bag full of letters from collection agencies, you know, student loans on default. I lost a car to repossession, right? There were so many things that I was doing that was poorly managing money in my early 20s. And for me, like it was because I was bad with money. But the reality is the second that I took that declaration off the table and decided that it was, I just don't have the skills yet and I need to learn them, my entire life turned around. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, congratulations. That is um, such a, a, an accomplishment to kind of have that awareness around it and then to really change it around and do a 180 and then to become somebody that helps people with that. That is amazing. And that they say that your biggest gift lies next to your deepest wound. You know, like when you struggle with something, what comes out of it can be really amazing and remarkable. So that's wonderful. I, I, I love hearing stories like that. Um, what's the worst thing you've seen um, happen to a business um, or, you know, somebody um, as a result of money mismanagement? Yeah. This is a very personal question for me. It's kind of my origin story, if you would, if, if you will, around why, why did I create the business that I created today? Yeah. Um, and, and actually, it wasn't a business. It was a nonprofit that I was passionately involved in. I was a facilitator of their programs. I worked with the young people in the programs. I was a volunteer in a number of different capacities. The, the organization and participating with them really is what transformed my life and, and gave me purpose and meaning that I had not experienced before. And unfortunately, they were stuck in what a lot of nonprofit 
organizations in our society are, where they just did not have the funding. So after I think they were um, in existence and, and serving the community for over 20 years, and they ended up having to merge with another organization, and a lot of the curriculum and impact that they were having was, was really lost. Mm. And it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And I still, I still get tender and emotional when I speak about it because I was so in love with the work that they were doing. Mm. And what it gave me was a sense of when, when, when I say that I believe that business should be a force for good in the world, businesses don't have the same limitations that nonprofits do, but they do have the same capacity to give back to the world. And so it really created in me a sense of purpose and passion that when a business is out there doing good work in the world, making a positive impact on their clients, on their employees and staff, on their communities, they're sourcing responsibly, they're operating with the kind of integrity that we want to see businesses operating with in the world. Like when that exists, those businesses are the ones that we want to throw our support behind. Those are the businesses that we really want to see lifting up the world. And so to, to answer your question, the result of mismanagement of money is that those businesses don't get to thrive. Those nonprofit organizations don't get to thrive. Yeah. Right? They impact on the people that they serve, the people that they employ, the volunteers whose lives they touch, mm. right? Like that impact gets lost when the money isn't being managed healthy. Yeah. You know, that is um, a very heart centered, um, you know, a story and it, it, of, of, of you witnessing what can happen when a company or an organization does, isn't, does not have a healthy financial um, landscape. Right. And so nobody thinks about the consequences of something as simple as trying to figure out how to manage the money in the company or having people help you with that because the consequences are a lot, right? You you lose the good it's doing, you lose the opportunity for people to give and and and, and volunteer. And that's a really interesting perspective. Um, Stacy, how can people connect with you if they wanted to um, learn more about the work that you do? Yeah, I've got a lot of great information on my website. So go straight there. It's um, the slcgroup.co. Um, and then on that page, I've got a blog with a bunch of resources. You know, I post a lot of articles on cash flow management, profit first, um, just sort of general money savvy strategy. Um, I've also got some other tools and resources there that are about available for download. And then you can also see on my website, I've got links to all of my social media, my LinkedIn, kind of all those places. So, you know, if anybody wants to connect with me on social media, then definitely um, Facebook uh, backslash the SLC group. Um, my LinkedIn is Stacey Lynn Bennett. Um, so yeah, any of those places. And I love to connect with people, especially people that are jazzed and excited about this. So, you know, seek me out and find me and, and I'd love to hear more about what people are doing and yeah. how I can help. Maybe we can collaborate when I build that school of um, of life, right? I think I think you'd be a a, a complete asset to that. Um, but you know, one of the 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 one thing I want to make sure I mention is that with the hashtag money game and shine hashtag money game and shine, you have something for our audience that listens to this on replay or current who's actually here live. What is that? Yeah. So I mentioned that I use a system called Profit First. 
Profit First is based on really, again, designating money into different buckets based on different purposes in your business. And so what I've created is a really easy cheat sheets, uh, Excel document where you can plug in what your sales deposits were in whatever period you're looking at. And it tells you exactly how much to transfer to these different accounts or how much you should be using for owner's pay profit, tax savings, and operating expenses. Um, yeah. So if you would like to, you know, kind of get that quick cheat sheet on how to, you know, segment your money using the profit first model, then go ahead and use that hashtag and I'll have it available for download for you. That is awesome. I really appreciate that. That's something that all of us can use at least as a starting point, right? As a launch yeah. launching pad. So hashtag money game and shine. And Stacy has been so generous to give us that great tool to use as we start to really have that connection with our money. So one of the things we do at the end of the show is the waste up wardrobe um, summary or, or like just in a nutshell, the, the weekly, weekly wrap up in a nutshell. And the main takeaway here is, is I think the buckets, right? Is yeah. that creating the buckets, just give us a little tagline on that. Like oh, in the summary. Yeah, move your money into different buckets, you know, yeah. and and prioritize the most important things first, right? So take the money for the most important things. If you're a business owner, the most important thing is profit, right? Take your profit out first. Take it yeah. off the top. Pay yourself as an owner first. Set aside your taxes first. And with what's left over, put that in your operating expense. That's what's available for spending on additional things. But take care of the most important things first and use money buckets or money bags to do that. Yes, money bags. That's the main takeaway. The tool that you're going to give us with the hashtag money game and shine is amazing. That is um, going to be our tool for today. Give us a tip or two as we get everybody sort of wrapped, wrapping their minds around this mindset of, of money and really being in tune with it. Yeah, um, I would say the first, so create that standing date with yourself and create for yourself a checklist based on what it is that you need to do every week, right? So if you need to invoice your clients, have that and your bill pay happen, you know, but, but create an actual tangible checklist that you can move through every single time you have a money date. And that will help you avoid that kind of like overwhelm when you sit down and you're like, okay, now I got to do my money stuff. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, where do I start, right? Have it documented for yourself very clearly. I'm going to do my invoicing. I'm going to do my bill pay. I'm going to reconcile my transactions. I'm going to look at my bank accounts and I'm going to close my browser, right? Like yes. <laughs> have it be that clear and quick and concise for yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think that is sort of your habits around money and building it into your non-negotiables on a daily or weekly, on a consistent basis, let's just say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Finally, give the audience an action item. Say that they are in a place where they're making a lot of money, but they have no control of their finances, kind of like where many people end up when they're really, you know, growing. Um, give them an action item to just get started. Yeah. Uh, I would say read Profit First. Okay. So read that book. That will give you an, a broad overview of what Profit First is and how it will transform your business. If you want to take an actual action right now before even reading that book, I'll give you this one. Set up a separate savings account called your Profit Account and start setting aside 1% of every revenue dollar in that account. Take mm -hmm. it off the top. And just start there. 
increase it 1% a month if you're feeling super frisky, but start out by just setting aside 1% in a separate savings account that you do not touch. Yeah, no, that is awesome advice. And Susie Hickson is here. She's saying, oh my God, I still can't make myself do that admin stuff. What do you say to her, Stacey, as we wrap up the show? (laughs) (laughs) Susie, you have to, you have to. And look, if you're not going to, hire someone who's going to and have them help you stay accountable to knowing what's going have have a standing meeting with them have them do it and then be in communication with them about what's happening but but really it's not avoidable because here's the deal your impact as a business the people that you serve the people that you employ depends on it you know so this is one of those areas where we've all kind of cut a pull up our big girl pants and, and get in there and do the things that we don't want to do. And so do it. 1000%. And Susie's saying, yes, having a standing meeting with someone I outsource it to would be wise. (laughs) Well, we talked about a lot of this today, Susie. And when you listen to the replay, there are so many great nuggets here, right, Stacey? So many good things. Yeah. And I'm available. If anybody has questions, please email me, visit my website. Um, Yeah. And the hashtag today is money, game, and shine. Hashtag money, game, and shine so that you can get Stacy's downloadable um, kind of framework to get you started. And she is saying, Susie's like, oh, I'm sorry I caught this late, but I am sure Susie's an avid listener of Waste Up Order, and I think she'll probably go back and get all the juice. And there you have it, Waste Up Order Nation, the Waste Up Order weekly wrap-up in a nutshell. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being here live with us, if you were. And if you're listening to replay, make sure you jot down all these nuggets. Such good information. And you know the drill. We're going to be here again next Thursday at 1130 with a brand new episode to help you up-level your entrepreneurial life, body, mind, and soul, whether you're showing up on camera or you're trying to build your empire, we're here to support every entrepreneur with all the information we put out there. 